Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. I gotta go, I gotta go, alright, I got no, no, Mom, no, Mom, it wasn't the actual devil. No, they were just dressed as the devil, Mom. Not, yeah, no, I have, I have to go. Yeah, yeah, you did warn me about Hollywood. Yes, yes, you did, Mom. Yeah, you did. I, yeah, I will. I will. Thank you. Thank you. She said she'll be praying for all of us. Thank you. All right. She's loving the show. James Corden is a 12-time Emmy winner and the host of The Late Late Show. All right. He's also good living morning, proof. good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. And a frigging conspiracy it is, Vince. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't even think it's a conspiracy anymore. The cat is, seems to be yeah. out of the bag, especially this weekend with the Grammys. What are your thoughts on this? The, the Grammys. I didn't even know what the hell it was called. I don't watch mainstream TV or anything. I learned about it this morning, and I saw some things going about around last night. Dude, it's right out there. It's there. There's no conspiracy. It's just out there. Mm-hmm. Well, let's They're not. Th- yeah. No, let's let's look at this clip real quick, and then come back to it. I know everybody's seen this already, but uh, let's check out this clip. I don't even have the right. Yeah, that's okay. We'll just let it roll. And that's all you need to know right there. I mean, yeah, I don't even, I I don't even know. Yeah. Right. How do you like that? Pfizer. And I don't even know who the gay Satan, the fat gay Satan guy is. Sam Smith. Sam Smith. Okay. But apparently I recognize him from some other, some other baloney. I don't can't, I don't remember what, but I don't see. I don't even know. He looks like boy George. He looks like boy George, but so Sam Smith and uh, the, the other chick, uh, uh, Vargas, or whatever her name is. Mm. So firstly, he is openly gay. He's from the UK. They're both from the UK. Uh-huh. Um, they both came out of nowhere about 10 years ago. And they're mm. just people you've never heard of. But yeah. like they all like got their start on just like self-publishing music, Spotify. Um, Sam is like openly gay, non-binary. Uh-huh. The, oh, the other girl is transgender, born a male, now oh, claims man. to be a female, and oh. they came out with the devil horns and everything. And I mean, wow. and check this out. This is creepier than creepy, man. So I, I said, Lucy, Lucy, you got some splain in the duel. Lucy, you got some splain in the do. This is Sam Smith's Twitter right here. This is going to be a special, uh, a special lick Grammys and CBS responds back. You can say that again. We are ready to worship. Like, yeah, uh, weird, unusual. This is um, this is Hollywood. No holds barred. Just mm-hmm. coming out here, and you know we have <laughs> Bright Bright Art. Uh, you know, Fat Satan Grammys deliver ratings <laughs> catastrophe of just over twelve point four million viewers, and. <laughs> This is definitely wokeism 101, what we're seeing here. And this is yeah. Hollywood openly embracing Satanism. 
And for, you know, this has been a, a span of my study for a very, very long time, the occult, esoteric mysteries, these types of things. And with a lot of those things, it's nothing more than tools. Um, mm. But when you start taking dogma and ideology and mixing that into the things, and this is what happened in the mm. early 20th century with uh, various types of uh, ritualistic practices like Thelma or Thelema, right? Is they started incorporating okay. various Luciferian or satanic doctrines. Now, Satanism, as discussed by the occultist, is kind of like for the peebs, right? For the plebs. It's just, it, it, it's it, it's a sh- dog and sh- pony show, right? Mm. That when you start talking about Satanism at those higher ranks of, of these orders, th- this is basically a false doctrine that they utilize to control people. And this is why you see it purported on Hollywood the way it is. This is why Hollywood is this this guise that brings this out there. Um, but what we're seeing now is, you know, them openly embracing it. You have this Dizzy, Disney show that you saw come out. Uh, th- there's this new Disney movie that just came out that people mm-hmm. on the right are uh, um, yelling and screaming about. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you have these, these children... Uh, these children protesting. So you have a black and Hispanic kids protesting and they're protesting uh, systemic racism to the police and the police are in riot gear, pushing the kids back. And the one mm-hmm. dad go, yeah. And one dad goes to uh, the white guy. I think he's a politician. He's like, use your white privilege and do something. And it, dude, it's just, it's, it's wow. 100% the grooming of our children, the indoctrination yeah. of our children into these different types of ideologies, which are in a sense, very, very radical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a show, not a movie. Thank you, Roxy. But I mean, it, wow. it's, uh, you know, Natalie Denise, I just had her on uh, mm-hmm. Earth Chronicles a while back. And she says exactly what I was expecting with Sam Smith. And right to the left is, I forget her name, because um, I've never heard of her before. But this chick right here was the one woman, and she is a trans woman. Oh, my God. That's actually a dude. Holy crap. Right. Well, I mean,. She doesn't look like a big nasty dude though, actually, which is crazy. Most ninety nine percent of the time they do. Just saying. Most of the time they look like a big nasty dude. <laughs> oh goodness. I'm just being honest. Come on. I know you are. Hey. <laughs> um Yeah. Creepy event. It, it is. Now, this is kind of my thoughts and my takes on it. Mm. Um, do you remember that Justin Timberlake video? Oh, Supplies. I'd have to see it. I'd have to see it again. But Maybe vaguely. Let, let me pull this up real quick because I want I want to oh, show everybody the ending again, okay? And I did a breakdown on a private Zoom of this video. Uh, Timberlake, there it is. Yeah. And I think he performed this at the 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 Super Bowl quite a few years ago. Mm. And I don't think we're in any place where this is going to get us uh, deleted or anything. <laughs> But let me go back here. I want to show you guys the ending of this. And it goes... So... Shit. So if I go through this correctly, basically what you get is you get this video that is a transition of the ages. It's talking about the battle between dark and light and the transition of the ages where the dark pyramid is destroyed. The, The old guard is destroyed and the new guard is ushered in. And it shows at the end here, Justin Timberlake in a dystopian post-apocalyptic future. Now, now watch what happens here and watch what he says. Yeah. 
So now he's sitting here in a post-apocalyptic world, and he's saying, I got supplies, right? I got supplies. But what's the only thing around him and the girl? It's kids. Uh. It's kids. Watch. Watch his arm movements here. You see that? He points to the kids. Does a forward motion of supplies. Now, if you want to talk about a message hidden in a video done by... Uh, Hollywood and these people, okay? Now, I, I can't tell you if this is Justin Timberlake kind of acquiescing to the satanic cabal and their organization, uh -huh. or if this is him doing a video that's a warning, right? Because mm -hmm. at the end there, the kid is like, just die already, leave here, yeah. right? You, you're, still, you're still asleep. But he goes, you got supplies, like this, to the kids. The kids yeah. are the supplies for the future in the post-apocalyptic New World Order. Now, I find this important because I've said this before, that what we're dealing with here is pure and utter evil, that these people are hell-bent on destroying you and me. I, I you know, I, I, I even wonder sometimes if they're even human. The fact that what we're seeing here with the whole global climate change agenda, what we're seeing here with the satanic mm -hmm. agenda, the, the bioweapons that are coming out, the genocide that's occurring, is we're yeah. seeing the elimination of humanity. We're seeing the extermination yeah. of humanity and terraforming of the planet. And I think that they're only going to leave enough people to enter into their slave matrix, to enter into their slave prison of, a, of, the, of the world. And that mm -hmm. right now, America is being hijacked and taken over. And, you know... Firstly, I believe that they're losing the information war. And I'm going to talk. So for everybody who's joining us right now, Thursday night, I have a special interview. I'm doing the interview on Thursday. Thursday night, I will be broadcasting the interview. I'm going to be talking with this guest specifically about the information war, the information domain, the capturing of the information domain, what we can do. And what the real threat on the battlefield looks like. So if you can guess to guess from all that, then then you'll probably know. But Excellent. what we're what we're dealing with here is we are winning the battle of information on the information domain. People are waking up all over the place, and whether they're they're waking up a little bit or a lot, or whether they're they're understanding that something's going on, but yet they're still being misled by disinformation, propaganda, misinformation, these types of things. Um, I think that that matters to a degree, but to the degree that it matters is the fact of whose side are they on? Who, what side are they fighting for? Mm. What are they going to do when all of this starts to come about? And oh. I've said that when these people have their backs against the wall, the, the globalists, the, the deep staters, all this, they will scorch the earth before they ever give up power. And I think we are moving into that. Like they have the whole stage set. And you got to remember, this is a stage. They got the whole stage set right now for complete domination in the sense that anybody who pushes back against them, they could easily eliminate uh, with a few pushes of a button, right? Mm -hmm. So and they do, and they are. They do, and they are. And I wanted to bring you to a, an Elon Musk tweet, if I can find the tweet that he did. Um, mm -hmm. 
he's been posting a lot, and I know people are like, yeah. People are like, oh, you know, Elon's dual faceted, or Elon's a bad guy, or or whatever it might be. Yeah, who isn't who isn't compli- complicated at this point in the game? I mean, I look at most people and I think something along those lines anyway. Right, and I think, and I'll go back to what I've always said about Elon, is I think mm-hmm. that we have multiple heads of the Hydra, that this is, if you wanted to basically talk about the New World Order, the globalists, is you have multiple heads of the Hydra, and that each team, if you want to look at it like that, doesn't necessarily agree with the other teams, and they're all battling right now for power, okay? They're all fighting each other. And so if they're all fighting each other, then you're going to have guys which we can perceive to be good guys and guys will perceive to be bad guys. And I think that Elon Musk is one of those people that is, you know, he, he obviously apparently took the vaccine. He was duped. And I yeah. just, as far as I don't believe that, it doesn't make any sense. I think what he's doing is basically um, appealing to the people, appealing oh. to the communities, right? I honestly yeah. don't think that he got vaccinated. That's just my thought. But... Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't find this tweet. Uh, it was a reply, so I had to scroll through was all it of today? this. today? I, I think it was today. It was, uh, I can I can pull it up my phone real quick. I got the, I actually got it right here. My brother sent it to me. But it's, uh, his reply was, uh-oh, plot involves using fear of a pandemic to get the public to demand lockdowns and then controlling who gets the vaccine. It is masterminded mm-hmm. by the head of security of the United Nations. One of the best games ever. Like, that was an Elon Musk tweet. And so what we're seeing in the multiple factions here is that there's different tables of world power that are all battling each other for power. They all Mm -hmm. hold various different types of resources. We have some that hold resources in the information domain, some that hold an allocation of actual human power resources, others that hold power of monetary power, of resource power. This would be the globalists. Right. And they're all basically getting ready to for the final battle, for the final domain of the battle. And this is where it gets scary. And and like this is why tonight the episode is called Surviving the Great Reset. Um, I'm going to put this out there right now. So I've talked about doing a a Zoom, a private Zoom on Social Red Pill only where people can go in there and uh, uh, we'll have people come and present preppers, these types of things. Uh, So we're going to be calling it. Surviving the Great Reset. Uh, I got a few other surviving the apocalypse, this type of thing, surviving Armageddon. But we're going to be doing it once a month. It's going to be a Zoom on Social Red Pill. It's going to be completely free. Um, But I I want to set it up correctly. So I'm working on that right now. That's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. But listen, it's better to be prepared and nothing happen and Patriots be in control than to not be prepared and the whole world go to shit. And when we start seeing like the UN Secretary General, we call for action from everywhere with influence and the spread of mis and disinformation on the internet. Okay. Now this is and I'm gonna get into so much shit tonight, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot of these topics. So listen we'll to this. call for action from everyone with influence on the spread of mis and disinformation on the internet. Governments, regulators, policymakers, technology companies, the media civil society. Stop the hate. Set up strong guardrails. Be accountable for language that causes harm. And as part of my report to our common agenda, 
We are convening all stakeholders around the Code of Conduct for information integrity on digital platforms. And we'll also further strengthen our focus on how mis and disinformation are impacting progress on global issues, including the climate crisis. All right. So this is the UN Secretary General talking about censoring the Internet, moving for policy globally throughout the globe, global governance to basically censor the Internet. Oh, hell no. Yeah. And then you have Donald Trump, on the other hand, back in December, he came out and said, hey, we need an Internet Bill of Rights. This isn't yes. This isn't right. So we have these two chairs of the globalist world order that are fighting against each other. We have one that's coming out for more regulation, more oversight, more control. Um, yeah. And then another side that's coming out saying, hey, we need to secure free speech and all these other things. Uh, what I see happening is what we just saw happen in Turkey, not the earthquake, but last week. Or sorry, Pakistan. No, no, Italy. Italy. Sorry, Italy. Italy. There's just been so many of these things, I just I can't know. keep track of it. If By Italy... Way, oh, good. In response to that uh, UN Secretary General saying, we need to be careful of hate speech and all this craziness, Elon Musk actually replied and said the UN is more likely to cause rather than prevent disinformation to that yeah. video. And he's absolutely right. And, and mm. what we've seen is global organizations causing the spread of mis and disinformation and propaganda. I mean, the, the whole vaccine thing that's coming out now. Did you see, um, yeah. what's his name? Uh, the, the, the guy from the Daily Mail. No. What's his name? Ben. I don't know. I, oh, I, I, Shapiro? Uh, ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. Yeah, he, he's now, we were lied to about our government. Yeah. We were lied to by the pharmaceutical companies. We were lied yeah. to by our doctors. How yeah. dare you? Yeah. I don't has like any, being lied to. Like, has, <laughs> has anybody told them that the election was stolen? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but like, this is a guy's like, stop, go get vaccinated, you dopes. Yeah. Go get yeah. vaccinated. And now he's like, oh my God, we were lied to. And, mm. and, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. Because this is happening everywhere. People are coming forth like, oh, dude, I had a, a brother, a sister, a mother, a cousin, yeah. uh, a mother-in-law, or whatever it might be, pass away. And now people are like, uh, something's really going on here. Even like yeah. you're having mainstream doctors from Hollywood and, and all these places come forth and go, oh, there's, there's something really going on here. And Pfizer, Moderna, they're in a world of shit because of this. And so how do you cover all this up? Well... Hold that thought. What is happening right now in Ukraine and Russia? What is Russia's one of Russia's primary purposes in Ukraine? Biolabs. That's what they said initially. Right. Biolabs. Containing and is, the biolabs. Containing the biolabs as well as removing the various different types of weapon programs that Ukraine had running underground by Germany and the Western nations, United States, as well as dismantling the criminal syndicates that are operating out of there. The money laundering, embezzlement, extortion... Um, human trafficking, drug, yeah, the Nazi organizations, right? Now, this is the globalist organization. This was their, their head center for all of what we're seeing of the outpouring of the globalist world order. This was the number one spot that the Great Reset was supposed to be implemented, and they used Russia's attack to do this. Now, the United States wants to stop Russia. The reason the United States wants to stop Russia is because they're completely implicated and everything that's going on there. From Biden on down, it doesn't matter if they're Republican or Democrat, they all know about it. They all know about the, the little piggy bank called Ukraine of how they embezzle money over there. We just saw a few weeks ago, we had the interior minister of Ukraine died in a, a helicopter crash over Ukraine. 
Okay. Yes. A week later, a week later, not, not even five days later, we have a massive scandal unraveling in Ukraine where we have all these different types of interior ministers, foreign ministers and so forth in Ukraine coming down in a money laundering scandal by taking Western U.S. money in aid and buying cars and mansions. We already know that this was going to the oligarchs. The oligarchs were taking the money and the weapons and they were sending it to North Africa, the Chinese Chinese Milton camps, where they cha- wow. where they train 18 to 25-year-old youth in Chinese militant camps, they send them to Venezuela, they drop their passports, and they go on a Mecca all the way to the U.S. border, and they start becoming sleeper cells in U.S. cities. We know this is happening. We, we've seen the money trail, right? So there's a lot of crap going on in Ukraine. Russia's trying to stop it. Uh, we just had this news today that the former prime minister of Israel had already negotiated a peace treaty between Putin and Zelensky. They both agreed to it. And Western leadership, the United States of America, stepped in and said, no, not happening. We're giving them tanks. This tells you one thing. The United States wants war. Now, why would they want war specifically? Go ahead. Yes. I'd be careful, though, taking that at face value. It could just be throwing the U.S. under the bus when actually there could have been more cooperation or no cooperation between you, uh, Russia or Ukraine or anybody else. It could just be a complex blame game, and they're going to have everything tumble in the end a certain way, in a controlled way. Well, no, this is the um, second time so that we've seen this. I believe it, but to what extent is Ukraine guilty still? Or oh, is I- Russia guilty still of the of crimes and things and not resolving this. Listen, I don't think they're completely innocent in the matter is what I'm saying. I don't think Russia or Ukraine are innocent in the matter. But right. Russia is the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Now, one thing that Russia has stated with the information that they're releasing is mm-hmm. original COVID-19 engineering plans have been released by Russia mm-hmm. showing that that virus itself, before it went to Wuhan, was also being developed for military pr- practical purposes in Ukraine. And this potentially is multiple other bioweapons that were being developed here. Mm-hmm. This is massive on the global scene. So the United States Western nations can't allow this information to get out. So what do they do? Well, what is what is the UN saying? UN chief fears world headed for wider war over Ukraine and Russia. They're, they're already telling you what's happening. They're already telling you that, look, we're going to war. We're going to go to war over Russia. So listen, the United States said a year ago they would not acquiesce and give Ukraine tanks. They're giving them tanks. Canada just loaded up, I think, their three, their only three tanks <laughs> and oh, no. sent them over to Ukraine. Germany's giving yeah. them tanks. And obviously and Germany... Joe, oh, good. Sorry. Joe Biden, he's literally said, if we were to give them tanks, that would be the start of World War III. And then That's now right. we're sending tanks. That's right. And now he's saying, no, we won't give them fighter jets. Okay. And you know what they're going to do in three or four months? They're going to give them fighter jets. Right? And we already saw that Poland was shipping into Ukraine as replacement parts for aircraft, basically the parts to basically assemble their own fighter jets. Yeah, loopholing in weapons. And so Russia's only going to have so much more of this, and Russia's strongest ally is China. Economically, we have the BRICS Plus Alliance. Um, Erdogan from Turkey. Yes. This is where this shit starts to get crazy. I mean, we're going to get into the the earthquake here in a little bit. But okay. I, I want to look at a few more. So we'll go into Erdogan. But he, Erdogan is the one who actually brokered the other peace deal, which the West said no. He was the one that said he didn't want Sw- uh, Sweden and Finland joining um, NATO, right? He was right. completely against it because he said they're harbingers of terrorism. Um, 
Then he came out last month and said that he wants to leave NATO within six months. His cabinet members came out and said, no, 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 that's not true, right? You had yeah, uh, Right after. <laughs> right. So you had Imran Khan, who was basically almost killed and assassinated because of his loyalties to Trump. So there's something going on there with Turkey, and I think Turkey is going to make a move towards BRICS. Now, if you remember just last week, we had the video of the Russian general, not a retired Russian general on national TV in Russia, talking to one of their politicians, saying, it's soon we're going to have to announce to the international order our plans. And those plans involve the alliances we have created economically, which are going to shift militarily. And this is exactly what I've been saying, that that the BRICS plus nations is not an economic alliance. It's a military alliance. They control over 68% of the global production, raw materials, resources, and shipping distribution throughout the world. What happens? They don't even have to fight a war. They just have to say sanctions on the United States, Canada, and Europe. In Europe. It's interesting how it that done. works. Just by default, being an economic alliance, it automatically becomes a militaristic alliance to protect their own interests. Right. Um, you mentioned, too, Italy. Right. <clears throat> well, we'll get into Italy here. I'm, I'm going I'm okay. to go through that when I get to the cyber okay, aspect cool. of this. But we're, we're talking about surviving the, the Great Reset here, guys. And what I'm doing is I'm laying out what we perceive is going to happen. Now, if you followed us for some time, what you'll see is we have a fairly accurate track record of understanding how the pearl string all these events in the sense what the globalists say and then what the globalists do, right? This kind of battle back and forth. And then what the patriots are doing, what the patriots say and the patriots do. Um, this is an important factor because we know that this disinformation war is correct and real and that what Elon Musk said about the UN is absolutely correct. Now listen to this. Commander-in-Chief of the Armed Forces of Ukraine, Valery Zolchny, secretly informed the Americans about the death of 257,000 soldiers of the Ukrainian army. The secret was shared by former Pentagon advisor Colonel Douglas McGregor. Now, this is important because we're, we're hearing that Russia has taken massive casualties, hundreds of thousands of casualties. That's just not true. It's Ukraine. They're on their 12th draft in Ukraine bringing people in. Devastating. It's Ukraine has already lost this war. It's beyond the loss of war. The only way that Ukraine can do anything is to bring in foreign troops, foreign nationals, these type type of legionnaire guards. And I think that you're going to see a, a bump up of that. I think you're going to see NATO troops begin to move into Ukraine to, to stop this warfare, to quote unquote stop this warfare. But it's nothing really of stopping this warfare. Dude, that's a suicide mission because Russia. China, these aren't people that are just going to lay back and let anything happen. They're going to hit hard as soon as there's any type of escalation that puts them in a compromised, compromised position. They're going to hit hard. I really do believe that. I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, in, th- in that same Russian general, the retired Russian general, he says, oh, these silly Westerners, they don't understand that the moment that they put those tanks on the ground, we're just going to bomb them. Yes. I, I mean... McFly, anybody home? But but really, what's at stake here? You, you know, Putin came out the other day and gave a speech uh, on the anniversary of Stalingrad, right? Okay. This is where they fended off the Nazis, 1800-day war against the Nazis and defeated the Nazis in Russia. And the reason is, is because the Nazis were not ready for the type of weather conditions that were going to be incurred moving into Russia. Their tanks were getting stuck, making easy targets for the Russians, so on and so forth. Uh the terrain of Russia is very similar to the United States, but 
the Russians have an upper upper hand. They they don't play by conventional warfare tactics. They're very asymmetrical in their approach in the sense of warfare strategies. If you notice, you remember when we were talking about this, how Russia was falling back to the to the the bridge in Crimea after moving out of uh, um, I forgot the name of uh, I'm forgetting the name of the it's near the port like yeah. south southeastern Ukraine. Yeah, they're moving out of the one city and then moving back to Crimea to the bridge. And Ukraine was looking at going in as a massive flanking operation, and it's, like, posted all over the news and shit. And the next day after Russia moved back, they sent 78 missiles into Kiev and throughout Ukraine, taking out all their power stations. That's how Russia operates. Is hey, look, we're, we're retreating. Oh, no, we're retreating. Yeah. And then they push right back in. Because what happens is, okay, we have power outages, we need manpower, we got to mobilize the National Guard, we got to get people out there to fix this stuff. They pull back their troops, and then they move forth. Art of war. Yep. So I was, I was uh, anyways, I was looking at the chat. But So we're going to go in here. Russia exposes Ukrainian biolab operator Mitabayata and its connections to the Pentagon, Hunter Biden, EcoHealth Alliance, and the World Economic Forum. Absolutely 100% true. As part of their special military operations in Ukraine, the Russian Defense Ministry has obtained over 20,000 documents connected to the U.S. biolab project in Ukraine called Metabiata. <clears throat> well, Metabiata was a company, not a project, but Ukrainian President Zelensky ordered all documents related to Metabiata to be destroyed right before the Russians initiated their special military operation. If you remember this, when Russia initially uh, invaded, came in, do you remember the, in Kiev when they were burning all the documents and throwing them out the window? Yeah. Th this Last, was what they were. Ago. Yep. This was exactly that. Uh, Russian Ministry of Foreign Affairs claimed to have incriminating documents. The MFA asserted the materials confirmed that the Pentagon aimed at creating elements of a biological weapon and testing it on the population of Ukraine. These are startling allegations that involve Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, the Pentagon, and implicate Peter Daszak of Equal Health Alliance and members of the World Economic Forum. That right there is a smoking gun. And here's the thing is the international community won't hear anything of it because they're complicit. The United Nations Security yeah. Council, I mean, you got Italy, Australia, Great Britain. They're, they're, they're in on this. They're not going to say it. In Germany, they're in on this. Yeah. So, so what's going to happen is, is you, so the BRICS nations are going to form their own, this, I'm telling you, the BRICS nations will form their own type of global governance, very similar to the UN. They'll all leave, go over here. And they will open up Nuremberg 2.0 type of trials for exactly this. With the hope of winning some type of war. Well, you know, Russia's already talked about Nuremberg 2.0, that they were going to have these yes. trials, these military tribunals. Now, yeah. here's the thing. The West can't allow that to happen. The West cannot right. allow that to happen. Hence the war. Hence the war. Now, do we have pro provocations of war coming about? Oh, I think so. What what are your thoughts on provocations of war? I think that everything that we're seeing unfolding has to do with this war. From these strange balloons to these earthquakes, the strange weather changes elsewhere in the world. I think it's all part of this sick game. I really I, do. I agree. Now, if you go back to, what is it, October 30th or October 31st, 2020, right before the election, and you have Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Milley, Mm -hmm. Okay, who is right. the, the chief military liaison to the president. This guy has zero military command and control authority. Zero, none, zilch, nada. 
cannot influence the Secretary of Defense in any way. He is simply just a military advisor to the president. It's his job. Okay. Okay. He had this conversation. The others. Let's just listen to this. This thought. Wrong. Let's just listen to Millie testifying here. The others. Uh, That the Chinese thought wrongly that the United States was going to attack them. I am certain, guaranteed certain, that President Trump had no intent to attack. And it was my task to make sure I communicated that. And the purpose was to de-escalate, calm you, things You shared down. all that earlier, and, I understand. And as just, part of that... I, just say, did you or did you not ask, tell him that if we were going to attack, you would let him know? As part of that conversation, I said, General Lee, there's not going to be a war, there's not going to be an attack between great powers. And if there was, the tensions would build up. There'd be calls going back and forth from all kinds of senior officials. I said, hell, General Lee, I'll probably give you a call, but we're not going to attack you. Trust me, we're not going to attack you. These are two great powers, and I am doing my best to transmit the president's intent, President Trump's intent, to ensure that the American people are protected from an incident that could escalate. Okay, so that was a few days before the election to where Milley's telling General Lee, his counterpart in China, that we have no intent to attack, Trump has no intent to attack, and that I will call you if we do. Now, why was Milley having that conversation right before November 3rd? He's in bed with China, clearly. True. Why would he be having that conversation with the Chinese counterpart right before November 3rd, 2020? Because there was a threat to China. There was a threat. We knew of the threat, the active threat of election interference by China. China did not want Trump in office anymore. The tariffs were kicking their ass. And they suspected that if they interfered with our election, that Trump would use military power against them in the time that he had left. Milley called and said, that's not that's not going to happen. From other people on the inside that we've heard and talked about this, Milley basically said, "Is you don't have to worry about Trump anymore. Okay? Now... Obviously, he's in bed with China. We get that. Now let's go to the Chinese spy balloon. So the Chinese spy balloon that we just saw float over the United States, quite a few of them, okay? uh, That's what I heard. Was shot down the other day over North Carolina in the ocean. Now, the Chinese spy balloon potentially was rigged to explode, according to the Pentagon. This thing had explosives on board. And they're saying that this thing had explosives on board. And I'm going to give you my thoughts and my theories on this, because if I go to... um, So this is U.S. failed to detect a Chinese spy balloon, Air Force General says. That's really important to understand, that they failed to detect it. Well, look at this. Balloon with three hypersonic missiles tested by China in 2018. China tested the hypersonic glide vehicles dropped from a balloon in 2018, according to the Chinese state broadcaster CCTV. Now, let's put this all into perspective. Okay, so China has tested their hypersonic um, vehicle, which they stole that technology directly from the United States. The one thing that they've done differently with the hypersonic um, technology that we were doing is the hypersonic vehicles don't have they're they're unmanned. Okay, they they travel about thirty thousand feet, about thirty thousand miles per hour, so they can go around the whole globe in an hour. So basically, you can reach really anywhere in fifteen minutes. Okay, now these things travel incredibly fast and what happens is they create a plasma sheath in the atmosphere as they fly okay this plasma sheath is like a um a faraday cage 
it blocks in oh. all electromagnetic signals, so you can't get an electromagnetic signal inside. Oh. So it's unmanned. So because of the, the sequencing, right? If I launch from China and it's going to go this far and I know that it's going to be at this point and that's when it's supposed to drop the payload, but you want a high level of accuracy because you want to hit a military target. So what they needed to do, at least in the United States, Russia and China, when they were trying to develop this type of technology, is they had to find a way to get electrical signaling into the hypersonic vehicle to, to launch its payload. And because it creates this massive plasma sheath around it, they can't. There, there's no way to get through that plasma sheath to basically send the electrical signaling in. So China missed their uh, their their ordnance drop location by I think it was like tw- oh, fuck shit. Hold on. Oh, there we go. Okay, we're back. OBS. I just updated OBS and and now it's being a little froggy. We're gonna keep an eye on it. If OBS does go out, we'll come right back up, guys. Don't fret. We're here for you. So the hypersonic vehicle, it admits its payload by like 21 miles. Now, when you're Giants. talking about 30,000 30, miles per hour, 21 miles is nothing. Pretty damn accurate. Sure. But they want to be incredibly accurate. They want Perfect. pinpoint precision. Yes. So the one thing that the – I don't know if I should say this. Well, anyways, the one thing that U.S. intelligence gathered from this, uh, the hypersonic space uh, flight of the Chinese weapon delivery system – is that they were able to communicate with it to drop the payload, which means that they were able to break that plasma sheath barrier. Okay? That's really important because we can't do that. Apparently, we can't do that. Um, So, because of that, if you knew war was coming and you wanted to be prepared for war, you're going to look for alternative methodologies of ordnance delivery. Sure. Okay, so... NORAD, NORTHCOM, uh, STRATCOM, U.S. airspace, uh, space and uh, air defense systems. These things are organized to catch inbound missiles traveling at high velocities or inbound planes with certain electrical configurations or, or jet sure. fuel. We've talked about this before. Or okay. uh, characteristics, yeah. Various characteristics. What they're not developed to do is to catch slow high-flying, high-altitude objects. Because they're not a threat. Yeah, and I'd like to hear, and I don't know if this is even public information, but I'd like to know, I mean, I'll just go out and say it, I'm just curious to know the accuracy of these, like, um, these missile defense systems, the accuracy, the rate at which, how effective effective they are, Mm -hmm. statistics, because I've heard different things from different people saying, you're screwed. You're not going to get they're not going to stop everything. Right. Guaranteed. 100%. No way. No how. Sorry. Well, so think about this. Is So yeah. China launches these balloons into U.S. airspace over the Aleutian Islands. Our, our military completely like, fails to identify them. They just, oh, just weather balloons. Oh, they're just weather balloons. Steve, don't yeah. worry about it. These things had ordnance on board. Now, the ordnance, listen, if the ordnance were there to self-explode it. To destroy itself. Why didn't the Chinese do that when it was detected? Could have been perceived as an act of war over U.S. territory. Okay. Um, But my thought is this, is they were testing U.S. defenses and vulnerabilities. They just carried explosive ordnance on a balloon, high-altitude balloon, right over top of U.S. nuclear missile silos. Everything. That's right. 
Now, if they can do that with a, a certain level of explosives, high altitude balloon, slow moving, then this is where this comes in. Yeah. Testing using a high altitude balloon to launch a flight vehicle has been successfully performed. Now, one thing China found out about their flight vehicle is if you don't get it up to max speed with its scramjet engines, if it doesn't go 30,000 miles per hour, but instead goes about 10,000 to 15,000 miles per hour, you can communicate with it remotely. Okay. So if you can get, let's say, over the Aleutian Islands into Canada and you can launch these vehicles, that's a five-minute delivery to the United States. So if you have a series of, let's say, six of these things, Balloons. All, all traveling at visit different trajectories towards the same target. You can't stop it. Talking about balloons? Well, balloons come in. So balloons penetrate uh, North, North American air defenses, right? So they get over the Aleutian Islands, over Alaska. If they're not shot down now, they get over Canada. And then they launch these hypersonic vehicles. These hyper- the that's right. These hypersonic vehicles have a shorter distance to go to, let's say, the nuke fields in Montana or the NORAD command, right? Any target in the U.S. That's sure. right. And basically at that distance, it's about five minutes away at, you know, median velocity. Yeah. So, and then... It's terrifying stuff. And imagine it is. they sent a thousand over at once. 99 loose balloons. Yeah. Th- this is exactly what I've been saying. And so, this is... China, I think, number one, testing the vulnerabilities and response of the United States of America to see if they would detect ordnance being coming over North America. They didn't. And number two, it's a warning to the United States of America to stop. To stop interfering. Now, I do believe that China is going to turn their back on the BRICS alliance. That China is seeking complete world domination. And I, I said this last week that if the battle was between BRICS and China, China would annihilate them. They'd have trouble with Russia, but it would it would China would win that war. If it was China versus the United States in in NATO, China would get annihilated. Depends where it's okay. fought as well. But I think that what China is doing is it's using the BRICS alliance to form a military alliance to take out the Western nations, turn them into third world countries, and then it's going to turn its back on Russia. And then control basically all global resources from that point. That's my that's my theory. So you know, JCMC says our our silos are nuke proof. Absolutely, they are, one hundred percent. But here's the thing: that's nuke proof, assuming that there's no debris on top of the silos, that the silos themselves aren't damaged at the top front. And if you had bunker buster. Tactical nukes. That would blow those silos up. I don't care. It would. The, the ordnance would the ordinance would survive inside of the silos, but the silos themselves would not be able to launch. Guarantee you, this is 40, 50-year-old technology we're talking about with these silos. And China already knows this. So then we heard this weekend that Representative Waltz of uh, Tennessee came out and said, or Florida said, the DOD told him China spy balloons crossed the U.S. during Trump years, but General Mattis did not tell Trump he thought he was too aggressive. Now, this is interesting because... Yeah. And I got this article right here. Waltz told DOD uh, China spy balloons crossed in during the Trump years, but Trump and the DNI did not know. So the Director of National Intelligence, Trump, none of them knew. But now we're finding, breaking, General Mattis denies the report. 
says he had no knowledge of CC balloons flying over U.S. during his watch as Secretary of Defense under Trump. And here's the thing is we all have our thoughts on, on Mattis. I think he's just a rhino. But at the end of the day, you know, you don't become a four-star Marine Corps general with a lot of little politics, but you also don't become a four-star Marine Corps general unless you're a fucking patriot. And I think that sure. if Mattis saw Chinese drones or balloons coming into the United States of America, that most likely would have been a threat of war. And... I think what we just saw was a disinformation campaign orchestrated by the DOD, by the Secretary of Defense. It seems like it. <laughs> it really does. They went out and briefed a Republican congressman and said, oh, yeah, Mattis knew about this. Oh, yeah, he didn't tell Trump because he thought Trump was too aggressive. And the fact is, is Mattis is not on good terms with Trump. And if Mattis did that, he'd be like, yeah, sure, I did that, even though that's treason. But Mattis came out and said, I never said that. That never happened. What are you talking about? And so now they're going to be pressed to basically show these documents, which by that time, it's going to be long over. Which I think that's kind of the card being played by the U.S. in order not to get stuck in this shitty situation. U.S., when I'm talking about the U.S. right here, I'm talking about the deep state. Um, right. We have to make that distinction. Yeah. <laughs> in, order for, in order for them not to get caught, I think they're trying to push this war out as long as they can, cloud the air, win, and write the history and move on from there. Well, I, I honestly, yeah, I think that you're right on this in a few points, but what they're trying to do is they're trying to develop the infrastructure in place globally. Problem, reaction, solution, right? They're building the solution right now. They're implementing the levels and points of the solution, the foundation of the solution, before they exasperate the problem to the point of resolution. Okay. So this is kind of where we're at, is they're developing their foundation, their infrastructure for the new world order right now. And they're it makes aligning. Sense that they would do that. Yep, they're everybody's aligning. So, this brings us to Turkey. So Ergodin basically came out there and, and negotiated this deal between Putin and, and Zelensky. And Western allies said, "No, we don't. No, yeah. no, that's not going to happen. They're controlling Zelensky, right?" Yes. Now I read a great article the other day about how. Uh, Remember Zelensky's uh, call with Trump and how he was supposed to hand over the server and everything like this. Well, Zelensky apparently. Ba- uh, backstabbed Trump. And the reason he did that was for the payoff from the New World Order, the globalist, the deep state. And that's why he's getting all of these billions of dollars coming into his country right now is basically the payoff for not handing over to Donald Trump what Donald Trump specifically wanted was the evidence on the crimes and corruptions that were occurring in Ukraine. Uh, and, And that's something that we've touched on in the past. But in Turkey... Do you remember this from last week? U.S. issues another warning of possible terrorist attacks in Turkey. Do you remember what Turkey said to this? I don't recall exactly. Last week, Turkey came out and said, this is ridiculous. You have no credible evidence to support this. And then you had all the embassies, okay? Um, You had the United States, U.K., France, Germany, Italy, all issue security alerts. And, And Turkey said, they're going, what are you guys talking about? There's no... There's no terrorist attack or event. Well, what did they do? They pulled all their people back. Yeah, they started getting people out of the country, right? Yeah, they started getting people out of the country. And then what do we see happening? Today, Turkey earthquake. Latest, President Erdogan declares seven days of national mourning after more than 3,800 p- people killed in terrifying tremors with a, uh, what is a 7.9 magnitude earthquake. I mean, yeah, just another one, 7.5 right after right. this morning. Yeah. Just crazy timing for the U.S. and the Western allies to get all of their people out of there a week before. 
Yeah, and they talk about aftershocks with earthquakes. They had that 7.9, and then shortly after a 7.5, buildings collapsing like crazy. And then all day, they've had 5.5s, 5.0s, just constantly aftershocks nonstop. How many aftershocks do you have after a large quake? It's just crazy, dude. Now, I see some people saying Raja God would happen in Turkey. Um, Oh. let Let me explain this to you in the sense of a rod of God. If a rod of God, okay, let's just say that it was a 15 foot by three inch rod. Usually they use five inch rods of tungen, very, very soft metals, uh, about 15, 25 feet long. If they dropped that from space and it hit the ground, it would go off as a nuclear explosion. So you would see a mushroom cloud, shockwave, okay? That's how powerful those things actually are. It'd be, I think it's like a 50 megaton nuclear weapon. So I, I disagree that it's a rod of uh, rods of God. Uh, I think that if it was anything, it was Tesla's earthquake weapon, harp technology, or it was just a fucking earthquake, right? Maybe. Either it was just an earthquake or it was some type of weapon technology. But it either way, like the West knew really, about it. Isn't it just uh, seem like something that could be taken advantage of very much so like just just with the global tensions and what's going on and everything we've covered this doesn't this seem like something where people could really use it to their benefit um yeah i, I mean listen that's what erdogan came out and said what we're leaving nato in six months and his, his minister said no you can't say that he's been cozy with russia he's trying to negotiate deals of peace he, he doesn't want these new members to come in the nato he said i'm gonna leave nato he, he's, he already negotiated economic treaties with the BRICS plus nations. He's getting his gas from Saudi Arabia no longer on the U.S. dollar. Th- this is a threat to the Western nations. So why not send him a message? That's exactly what they did. This is what I think is they just sent Turkey a message. And now everybody, every nation is going to be going to help. Yep. Okay. So before we transition into the uh, economic side of things, guys, as a reminder, we do have uh, the Battle of the Streams going on. This is between Facebook, DLive, Rumble, and Pilled. Thank you so much for all the donations that are coming in right now. Sexy Dad 77 my, my favorite user over there on Pilled. <laughs> Gifted a cookie. Loved your show Friday. God created math and science. Not combining your studies is foolish. Absolutely. 100%. Thank you so much, Sexy Dad. X Grits X is celebrating a four-month subscription streak. Thank you so much, X Grits. Shannon1313, four lemons. Enlightened Science, two ice cream. Slumdog, one ice cream. Thank you so much, Shannon13. Enlightened Science and Slumdog. BC17Q, one dollar on Rumble. Remember, we are battling spiritual wickedness in high places. Flesh is not the enemy. I agree with you so much, BC17. Curse... Uh, Cursive Q donated one ice cream. Thank you so much, Cursive Q. Allie D five ice cream and me Brenda one diamond. Sending love from Australia. Thank you guys so much for those donations. Much appreciated for all of those coming in. And so we have one side is the kinetic warfare, psychological information warfare domain that is being played out. I'm going to talk a lot on that part Thursday with my guest. Cool. But this other side is economic warfare. And I've already said that the BRICS Plus nations have a massive um, 
strategy that they're playing out. Firstly, we have Russia and multiple other countries backing their currencies on gold, the ruple, these types of things. We have the Chinese digital dollar, the Wong, that is coming into play in effect. They've been implementing this since 2019 when they put their blockchain on the market. We have Saudi Arabia that basically came out and said, we'll, we'll take any dollars, any currency globally for oil. And if you want to use the Chinese digital Wong, we'll, we'll broker it through the Shanghai Exchange. Uh, this is not good for the Western nations because if they get shut off from 65% of world global trade of raw materials, it's basically over in three months and war would be imminent at that point. And if war breaks out, since we depleted our strategic petroleum reserve, we depleted most of our military supplies, uh, we're in a very, very bad spot. So economically, the warfare is going just the way that the BRICS nations would want it to go. Now let's look at this stuff. Welcome to the death spiral. Gold bugs and other long-suffering critics of fiat currency and endless credit expansion have for decades been predicting that soaring debt would eventually blow up the financial world. As the story went, governments with unlimited printing presses would spend and borrow too much, forcing their central banks to keep interest rates unnaturally low to make interest costs manageable, which would encourage even more credit growth, causing inflation to spike, and so on, until everyone loses faith in the fiat currencies and the misbegotten things fall to their intrinsic value of zero. That's a bit of a hard to realize when it's explained in long, convoluted sentences, but it's a lot clearer when you line up the relevant charts. So let's start with the U.S. government debt, which has gone parabolic. And there is that graph right there of the U.S. debt going parabolic. Um, yeah. Uh, but of course, it couldn't continue forever. As the critics predicted, soaring debt required even greater currency creation, which eventually caused the cost of living to jump by 10% in 2022, leading regular pro people to demand it to stop. So the Fed now has to raise interest rates to counter inflation. You can see this happening on the far right of the chart above. And so this is the chart above. This is the 10-year note. So here's what the death spiral kicks in. As the U.S. Borrows, borrows more money and its existing debts roll over at higher rates, the cost of the debt is soaring. This year, the government's annual interest bill will break $1 trillion. Combine that with the soaring cost of Medicare and Social Security as millions of baby boomers retire, and Washington is looking at $2 trillion a year just in interest and entitlements, which it will have to borrow to fund which will send interest costs even higher, which will require more borrowing, so on, until it all comes crashing down. Here's another way to visualize the problem. As debt rises, the interest rate required to keep debt services costs from eating all of a government tax receipt falls. In the U.S. case, those two lines are in danger of crossing in the next few years. No society has ever survived that kind of fiscal crises. And, and what, but wait, there's more. Key events this week, University of Michigan inflation expectations, all ears on Powell tomorrow, a roller coaster week, which saw a nonstop torrent of news, central bank announcements, earnings, and market gyrations. Uh, Jim Reed reminds us that the weeks after payroll is thankfully quiet for data, which is good because Reed sarcastically jokes it, it it'll take until next month's release to decipher Friday's report. He's kind of right on that. For now, however, let's quickly outline the highlights of the week ahead. Given the blockbuster prints, Fed Chair's Powell speech at the Economic Club of Washington tomorrow could be the highlight. The re release valve post the blackout period would mean we have a mini deluge of other Fed speakers, to including Vice Chair Supervisor Barr, New York Fed President Williams, Fed Governor Cook, 
Their comments on the payroll report will be devoured, and it will be interesting if they, especially Powell, decide to slightly firm up the hawkish spin and be more explicit on the terminal rate above 5%. We continue to think we'll get that, but the market has been increasingly pricey, uh, pricing a pause after market cuts by the year end. To be fair, Friday saw a terminal edge back above 5%. So basically what we're looking at here is we've been looking at manipulated numbers coming out from the Federal Reserve and from government agencies, including CPI numbers, the central, uh, the the, the uh, uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics numbers, the job numbers, all of these numbers have been massively manipulated. And right now the Fed is backtracking, trying to bring rates down because people are complaining that it's too hard to borrow money. And so there's no money going to fuel the economy. We are in a point of basically stagflation where you're having increasing rates, increasing inflation, increasing cost of living, but no new money added to the system. And this is not a good position to be. And so then we come here, signs, signs, everywhere to signs. And then we just witnessed an economic sign that hasn't happened since the peak of the Great Depression in 1932. According to Fox Business, most recent GDP report revealed the decline in real disposable income, RDI that we witnessed in 2002 was the largest that's been measured since 1932. RDI, RDI fell over $1 trillion in 2022, second largest percentage drop in RDI ever since the Greatest Depression, Great Depression. Now, take RDI factors in there, okay? Real disposable income. This is the money that people go out there and they buy things with, live with, cost of living, all these types of things. If that amount of money decreased by $1 trillion, U.S. debt obligation bill being fronted is about $2 trillion, plus Social Security, Medicare, okay? The tax revenue is going to be hammered because there's less people in the workplace. There's less disposable incomes. Businesses aren't basically making it work. There is no retail progression or increase. GDP is on the decline. We are about to head. We are already in an economic depression. They're just not telling you this. And how do we know? Here, breaking, 64% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, a near all-time high. Okay, this is up 42% since 2021. You want another statistic? Yeah. Households earning over six figures. 50% of households earning over six figures have depleted their savings and are living paycheck to paycheck. Wow. That's scary. That's the first time in American history that has happened. Households, go ahead. Probably most people in cities, I would assume. Yeah, it's most people moving in these liberal hell holes. Oh, there we go. Hold on. Come on back. Come on back. Come on. It just paused me. Come on. There we are. Okay, we're back. Well, it's getting better with the glitches. At least it isn't completely knocking us off. My, My memory and everything's good on my computer, but sorry about that glitch, guys. But yeah, it's these people living in liberal hellholes that, you know, cost $8,000 for a 400 square foot apartment. Yeah. Like, firstly, if, if I had a choice to go f- take a job in a city to where the cost of living was exasperated, like San Francisco, LA, uh, mm-hmm. Washington, DC, I ain't taking that job. Yeah. I'll go work in some small town, making half the amount of money and being just as happy. And right yeah. now, I, I live in a small town, and I'm pretty damn happy. But that's that's the most important thing, man. But think about this: is they want to implement 15 minute cities. Mm. Yeah, I know. H- how is that going to work? Most people be working from home. 
okay? And I want people to understand 15-minute cities. Like, you remember not the... working. Well, yeah, most people won't be. They'll be on global, uh, universal basic income. But... Or, yeah, or dead. Think about this in the sense of the internet, internet monitoring mm -hmm. and data monitoring. These cities will have the switches and configurations. Every apartment in these things will be completely wired. You'll yep. be wired for Cat6 or, or Wi-Fi, and you'll be on sure. their network. You'll have to pay access to user network, and they'll be collecting all of your data. We, we need to develop parallel systems right now. And we're going to talk about this towards the end of the show, uh, about how to survive the Great Reset. I think that's kind of what this week is going to be really about, is for everybody out there, we're going to be doing a... Um, we talked about doing these uh, these prepper shows, bringing in people to discuss uh, their various different skill sets, whether it's prepping, whether it's uh, food, curing, and uh, um, canning, uh, homeschooling, whatever it might be. Um, and we're going to have host Zooms on Social Red Pill to do this specifically. And we're going to be calling it Surviving the Great Reset. So this week is going to be a lot about what is coming and what we can do. And ways that we can do. And that's going to be towards the end of the show when we'll talk about that part about it. But I wanted to give everybody that we, we haven't forgot about it. I'm actually putting it together now. Um, and I wanted to get everything set. I wanted to get the new website launched and all that stuff before we got into that part of it. But that's going to be coming up here soon. Um, so just keep an eye open for that. You guys will, if you're subscribed to the redpills.tv or socialredpill.com, you will get an email notification about that specifically with how to sign up for it. It will be free. So put that out there. Okay. FTX is sending letters to politicians who received donations from FTX to return the money they received. There is not a list of the politicians they gave money to and the amounts until now. And so the blue are Democrats and the red are Republicans. Yeah, how do you like that? <laughs> right, and you got to love the Republicans. I mean, you got Bill Cassidy, you got Boozman, you got Burr, you got Murkowski, you got Collins unbelievable but everything else is democrat and uh do you think they're gonna give the money back no of course it's already not. spent it's already spent that's right the money's <laughs> already been spent guarantee it <laughs> just like all that ah! hillary clinton paid to lose her campaign <laughs> right <laughs> And uh, viewer discretion advised on the next footage that we're going to be showing. This is some of the buildings in Turkey that were affected. And just after the quake, this was still happening. And he was saying, God, please there, by the way. Uh, God, please no. But... This is just absolutely horrific what's happening in Turkey. Um, and I think that this was a message from the globalist that, yeah. dude, we got a ma immense amounts of power. We can produce earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes, doesn't matter, polar vortexes. We can do it all. Now, if this was what I believe to be a, uh, a weather weapon used against a yeah. country, then I've talked about this before is the earth has compensatory mechanisms is when you mm -hmm. manipulate weather in one portion, there has to be a counter manipulation on the other side. And that if they don't do this, the earth will naturally do it. And it'll typically be in massive magnitudes greater than whatever manipulation was done. So I said today on Twitter, I said, watch out for Mexico. Ooh. Just saying, watch out for Mexico. 
I just, I just got a feeling because that's typically where these counter reactions are is if you have one in Asia Pacific or any of these areas, you're typically going to see it in South America, Central America, or Mexico. So that's just yeah. my thoughts. I, I, I hope well, I'm wrong, but interestingly enough, I don't think you are dude. Cause we saw the, an earthquake in New York right after this, this morning, right? Buffalo point something. Yeah. First one Which in is 40 rare. years. Yeah. 40 years. So it's like, um, I think they might've shaken a little bit of the, Shaking a little bit of something. Thirty years, because I remember being a kid in Western New York and feeling the first feeling an earthquake, and it was like uh, that was it. It was not that bad, but but still. Well, look at this. We we talked about Pfizer here in the beginning, right? Oh yeah. Thailand might ban Pfizer jab after Vax puts Princess in coma. Insider claims they said to me, "We will see to it that Thailand is the first country in the world that is going to declare this contract null." Yeah, talk about hurting the wrong person. Wow, who who said that that was going to happen? That's you. That's what I said. Is they're gonna they're gonna come out and they're gonna hurt the wrong freaking person. Uh, whether it's a a a special operations operator's family member, uh, a a princess of a freaking king of Thailand, who you better watch out. You're you're messing with the wrong people here. And now we we had all that information last week about Project Veritas and uh, Jordan. Remember this? uh, Jordan uh, Walker. And how Pfizer was talking about manipulating, uh, basically mutating these viruses in the lab and then creating the vaccines for them to be ahead of the curve Mm -hmm. for when nature mutates this. And I kind of showed that statistically this is highly improbable that if you mutated a, a virus in the lab, you're talking maybe about 100 to 200, maybe a few thousand different uh, mutational constraints that will go on that virus to cause a mutation, where in nature, you have a billion times a billion different environmental constraints that will go into the effect of mutating that virus to where you're never going to have the same type of variation of mutation. It's highly improbable and just cannot happen. So the fact that Pfizer even said this didn't mean that they were going to do it to get ahead of the curve. They were going to do it to make more money through the vaccines or to progress their genocide agenda, which they're pushing out. But they didn't need to because Merck was already doing it. Researchers discovered COVID drug created by Merck is causing virus mutations in patients. And you damn well know Merck had already got the vaccines for them. And so this is uh, Legarrio, uh, Leg- uh, Leg- uh, that the pill attacks the COVID virus by trying to alter its genetic code. Once inside the human cell, a virus can make up to 10,000 copies of the genetic code in a few hours. Each copy makes in- made increases the risk of virus uh, makes are real mistakes and create an exact replica. And they're causing actual mutations within the virus. Yeah, man. This is, uh, how about that, the get the vaccine or get cut and lose your job NFL. Uh, Let's listen to this real quick. I wanted to start this off by saying. And this is old, by the way. I'm not anti or pro-vax. I'm pro-choice. With that being said, the issue at hand is information is being withheld from players in order for a player to be swayed in a direction he may not be comfortable with. When dealing with a player's health and safety, there should be complete transparency regarding information that is vital in the decision-making process. Without having all the proper information, a player can feel misguided and unsure about a very personal choice. 
It makes a player feel unprotected and gives concerns about future topics regarding health and our ability to make educated decisions. With regard to our overall safety, we have to know we are armed with full knowledge and understanding that those who are in a position to help us will always do that based on our individual situation. Some people may think that I'm being selfish in making this a me thing. It is all about the young players who don't have a voice and are reaching out to me every day because they're being told if they don't get vaxxed, they'll be cut. Agents are being told by teams if they have unvaccinated guys, they will not be given opportunities as of now to be seen in workouts. So once unvaxxed players get cut, they're losing a dream they have worked their whole lives um, for over a vaccine that has proven to not keep people from contracting COVID as we've seen. That's right. And, and, and listen, this was a while back. I think this was back in August or last year when he said this. But now we're seeing the actual effects of this. And I can't I can't tell you how happy the NFL is that the season's almost freaking over. But we have the Super Bowl coming up. What are the odds that we have a medical emergency during the Super Bowl? Oh, at this point, I bet they're all pumped full of blood thinners and yep. all this stuff. They're doing probably everything they can to make sure that nothing like that does happen. They probably have plans to turn off the feeds if it does. Uh, who knows, dude? But it could happen. That's right. Yeah, that Hope was not, Cole, that was but... Cole Beasley, everybody. For everybody who's wondering, Cole Beasley. Um, why isn't the mainstream media reporting on this? this? Is Dr. Eli David? New paper published in the Boston Medical Journal shows COVID vaccine causes five times more myocarditis than COVID itself. Vax five thirty versus COVID one hundred nine for young people. The risk is ten times higher. Like, come on. And, and Pfizer is like, we're going to investigate the blood clots. Because there's a higher risk of blood clots. Mm. They do not want to go to the myocarditis thing. They really don't. And right now people are really focused on the vaccinated, the vaccinated. You know, mm -hmm. Obviously it's very important. Some of the people listening are vaccinated. A lot of the people we love have passed away or are vaccinated. But there's also stuff out there saying that even if you're not vaccinated and you're around somebody for a number of a matter of time, it could be forever that you also are affected by this. And so when normal everyday people start getting myocarditis and periocarditis and dying without being jabbed, I think that this will reach a new point of evolution of this. Uh, well, it, it's only going to get worse. Time. We, we are moving into that window where the kids, the children who got vaccinated are about to have suffering the same fate that we've seen a lot of these adults suffer. Now, the, the death numbers that we're seeing on this, you remember last week you talked, I know you are out last week, but we talked about this as if um, there was one statistic put out there by the FDA's own information that you're seeing about 12 million Americans right now with recorded adverse reactions or deaths. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. How is that going to play when the kids start having these types of things? How is that going to play out when this gets exasperated? Because it doesn't get better. It gets worse for people. As yeah. time goes on, this gets significantly worse. Yes. Yes. And I don't think the statistics for surviving something like periocarditis or myocarditis extend much further than a few years. Right. If that's how serious these conditions are. It's not something of, oh, it's it's a minor case of myocarditis. There's no minor case. All right. You know, yeah. Yep. Just saying. Now, Vince, is the FBI secretly running dark web terrorist recruitment programs? I would, if I had to put money on it, 
I would say yes, but now this is from an interesting one. Yeah, this is from Russia Today, which is is basically controlled by the Russian government. A high-level conspiracy of silence surrounding the U.S. terrorism prosecution raises serious questions over whether the FBI possesses technological means to bypass dark web users' anonymity and alternatively manages extremist groups' recruitment sites in secret in order to entrap unsuspected visitors. And it goes on. And we've seen this over and over and over again. Just recently, we saw this with the Buffalo shooter and the Uvalde shooter, how there was an FBI connection directly to them. If you remember, the firstly, the first person killed in the Buffalo shooting was a Buffalo police, off-duty police officer who actually had a YouTube page where he was pr- producing HHO generators and showing people how to do this. Basically, create your own energy generators. Yeah. Okay? But this kid was on a Discord chat room to where he was radicalized by some influencers on this chat room well the uvalde shooter was on the same discord chat room which just happened to be ran by a former fbi agent who lived in texas yep now that's not coincidental imagine that yeah that's not coincidental and a lot of these little groups um whether it be people who call themselves antifa etc blm all these different groups they oftentimes are in these anonymous groups these discords that come and go um these uh dark sites and all this stuff and yeah of course there's bad actors in that space Mm -hmm. not maybe just the fbi but independent uh criminals as well and foreign criminals and spies and all kinds of the crazy stuff that you see in the movies come on yep guaranteed okay well i'm gonna talk on this story first because i I wanted to get well there's a few points i i thought i could get in with this Uh, Okay, there's actually that. Let's bring this up, and then there's that. Hold on one second. Okay. Um, There it is. Okay. So there's a few things. Number one is this. Massive smoke spotted amid large industrial fire at at a factory in Chicago Heights, Illinois. Massive. Okay. Yeah, shipping distribution, uh, shipping center, apparently, yep. I read later. This is in New Zealand. Fire at Egg Lane Farm in Waikato kills 75,000 hens. This is in New Zealand. We're seeing, again, an attack on chicken eggs, which I found interesting as well because um, Bill Gates owns the patents on, um, what is it, uh, mystery, mystery eggs or whatever it is. Fake eggs. Fake eggs. He owns yeah. the patents on that. I, I own that too. Taking it with us. Taking it with us. And how convenient that they're finding, too, I don't know if you covered this last week, that the yolks in the eggs are curing, they could cure COVID. Right. <laughs> oh, my god. Yep, we talked about that last week. And then we have this one, urgent evacuation notice in place. This was yesterday for East Palestine, Ohio. Residents living within one mile of the train derailment site need to immediately oh. evacuate. Um, they were we talking about. Do we? Okay. Do we have an update on that? Yeah, in the chat. Looks like they had a large explosion at the site of the train derailment, mm-hmm. a controlled explosion, and are evacuating further for the toxic fumes. Gotcha. Now, why is this potentially interesting? Because we're seeing all these attacks on our supply chain and our infrastructure, correct? Big time. Okay. So we're seeing all these attacks on our infrastructure and supply chain. And I can bring another one in here. Oh, that's not the one I wanted to bring in here. There's uh, that. We already did that one. Oh, that's not it. Uh, we just look at that one. Where is it? Okay, there is. We had the internet 
right here. Italy's internet restored after nationwide uh, nationwide outage. Reports of global ransomware attack. Okay. Mamma mia. We had no yeah. TAM systems going down a few weeks ago. We had um, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Philippine, the airports. Yep, Philippine power station attacks. We've had the various different attacks on our own power grid here in the United States with people shooting it out. I got it. I'm going to talk about it here in a second. We've had the food processing, manufacturing, and distribution facilities all targeted. Yes. And we just talked about the FBI basically going out there and grooming people, right? Yes. Why is that yes. interesting? Because. Because right here, Nazi neo-Nazi couple charged and plot to blow up power grid. Adam Waffen, founder Brandon Russell and his girlfriend allegedly allegedly planned to shoot up five power substations. And then you start reading this. National Guard veteran, founder of white supremacist <laughs> organization. Incarcerated, right? Right wing. Yeah. Obviously gonna be a Trump supporter. FBI Baltimore. Imagine that. Imagine that. All these events are now coming back down to right wingers. Hmm. And we went, just talked about the FBI grooming these people, going on, finding them online, and then pinning crimes on them, just like they did with Governor Whitmer, just like they did at J6. Yeah. The question is, are these actually terrorists that were planning on doing this, or were they framed in this, or oh, kind doubtful. of set up to look this way? And, you know, maybe the real terrorists are still out there planning this kind of attack, or maybe that they were this was thwarted, and I bet you, though, there are more out there. This is terrible, dude, and it's a deeper conspiracy than what is on the surface. This goes, in yeah, my head, this least. goes much deeper than we can ever imagine, and this is why we have to start preparing. So, also with that balloon, is there's a possible EMT possibility here, right? EMT, possible, yeah, but not so possible scenarios for an EMV type of event: power outages, communication failures, transportation disruptions, food and water shortages, financial collapse, societal collapse. Wow, that sounds like a firestorm event. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Could you imagine, you know, you think of these events, the world ending type events, shit hit the fan, like extreme going back to the Stone Age events. And you think of the best technology we have. You think of space weapons, space lasers mm -hmm. and, you know, nukes on these incredibly powerful uh, uh, transport systems, rockets. No, it could just be a balloon. Well, a nicely placed balloon. That's really, exactly that right. Or it. it could just be one of those hypersonic delivery vehicles that doesn't Gosh. need to drop ordnance on precision target. It just needs oh. to get over various different types of power grids in the United States and drop an EMP 50, 60 miles away. Now, mm -hmm. when an EMP happens, what it's going to do is do you, do you know how an EMP actually works? It disrupts the magnetic field or in the electromagnetic field. Yeah, so from my understanding, basically it what it is is it's physically a, destroy electronics nearby. So it's a large outburst of electromagnetic energy that goes fast outwardly, and then when it collapses, the Earth's actual magnetic field collapses back with it. So it expands the Earth's magnetic field, and then collapses back with it, and that produces a massive surge within electronic circuitry, whether it's on or off. So capacitors, resistors, all these things will have a surge of current through them, and they'll all blow up. And so it's not that you just can't use it during the EMP. It's like these things are literally blowing up and have to be replaced. And so if we had a large-scale EMP attack or a Carrington type of event here in the United States of America, what you would see is massive devastation. We'd be knocked back to the 1800s easily. Mm -hmm. Like our whole Western world would be gone in one fell swoop. China knows this, Russia knows this, but we they also know that if they did it to us, we'd do that to them. So it's mutually assured destruction. Yeah. Yeah. 
This is why I keep a microwave inside of a microwave. Yep. So that after this event, if, it were to, if this were to happen, I would have a microwave. Yep. And so that works. One of the other pieces of news I thought pretty cool today, and this is kind of like lasers reveal massive 650 square mile Maya site, Maya site hidden beneath Guatemala's rainforest. This is just massive. fascinating. 650 mile long city. Now, if you if you remember before the conquistadors, the Spaniards went there. When the first uh, European settlers went into those areas, there was vast, highly advanced cities within South America. And then they obviously brought smallpox with them and killed them all, which I think was not mm -hmm. accidental. I think that that was purposeful. But these yeah, cities was... basically were consumed by the rainforest because there's no longer people that maintain them. Yeah, they didn't call it Pfizer at the time. <laughs> they didn't call it Pfizer at the time. They just knew that this one person, whenever they coughed, they killed a lot of people. So they just uh, made sure that someone had a whole bunch of that before they went in there. So that's fascinating. Surviving the Great Reset. These th these types of things. Um, if you have anything that's personal and private, that's on computer hard drives, thumb drives, these types of things, you want to get something that has to do with electrical shielding, Faraday cages, these types of things. You can buy bags online, and I've been looking for an affiliate to kind of use. I don't have one right now, but getting bags online, these types of things, and keeping your computers and stuff like that inside of them. Now, if they're typically in a basement, they're going to be well protected and shielded if they're underground in a basement. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, you, you can never be too safe. So always like, I would just say is if you have an extra laptop that has all your information and all that stuff, keep it mm -hmm. in a safe and in that safe, keep it in an EMF bag. Right. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. a few other things, obviously potassium iodide tablets, the U mm -hmm. WHO last week told global nations to start preparing with uh, potassium iodine tablets. So these things are going to skyrocket in cost. So I highly recommend you just pick up a few bottles for you and your family. Um, one, one bottle actually is about 30 day supply. And so pick up a few different bottles or about their average price is about 30 bucks for a 30 day supply. So it's about a dollar a tablet. Um, what I would also recommend doing is obviously gold and silver guys, if the financial systems go down, if the electric grid goes down, you're going to have to have something to barter and trade with. And you say, well, you can't just break off an ounce of silver. Damn right you can. If you need some food or chickens or goats, people will be accepting it. So getgoldtoday.com. Check them out. That's Dr. Kirk Elliott. Get your 401ks, your IRAs transferred over. Open up an IRA with him if you got cash or if you have anything. I please go ahead and contact them. It's a free consultation. So check it out with Dr. Kirk Kelly at free consultation, getgoldtoday.com or give them a call, 720-605. Uh-oh, my, my dog got in trouble. Uh, 3900. So give them a call or just visit Get Gold Today. Scroll down to the bottom of the page. You'll see their information there. Uh, my Patriot Supply, they got really good long-term uh, food storage, 25-year shelf life. Um, you can get, find them at redpills.tv slash patriot. Check them out. Um, if you can't, go to My Patriot Supply. You don't want to wait. Go to the store and just start buying non-perishables, buy canned goods, buy things that have a long shelf life. Another thing, stock up on medications, especially pertinent medications that you need for survival if you do need some of them. Have these things readily available and handled. Um, have them stored away. Uh, if if your doctor, if you go to your doctor and you ask for a three-month supply and they say, why? Be like, well, I'm going on vacation. I'm going to be gone for a little while. Um, th that's a really good excuse to use. Same thing with other types of, of, of medications. If like, you know, you might think you need like uh, antibiotics or these types of things, you know, go get a prescription filled. Say, oh, you're just not feeling like, right? And get a prescription and then don't take it and put it away and freeze it. 
these types of things. But just start making a list and preparing and make it a list and just every week, just check off one or two items on that list. It's crucial. We're going to be having this Zoom coming up here very, very shortly. <clears throat> this is going to definitely help all of us prepare. So I hope you guys are looking forward to it as well as we are. I want to go out there and go ahead and give a shout out to all the rest of the people that helped donate here to the Red Pill Project, especially uh, Mark Heverly. Thank you so much for your hefty donation last week, Mark. Much appreciated. You're just absolutely amazing. Grandma Five Revolt donated one ice cream. PQuest gifted a cookie. Patriot of Pisces, three ice cream. Bayonet, two lemons. Thank you so much, Grandma Revolt. PQuest, Patriot of Pisces and Bayonet. Shannon, 1313, one ice cream. Observe and learn, gifted a cookie. Okay, fam, let's show what platform supports our patriots the most. Thank you so much. Observe and learn, Shannon13. Thank you, guys. Nate Hendy, gifted a phone. Some interesting theories to keep in mind. Love this show. Thank you so much, Nat Hendy. Me, Brenda, one Ninja Guinea. Thank you so much, me, Brandy, and Nat Hendy. JCMC, 0007, six lemon. Thank you so much. There, JCMC, RMRM, two lemons, Shannon1313, two ice cream. Thank you guys so much for all the wow. donations. Much love, respect. Uh, that's all we have for you tonight with the Daily Dose, guys. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff coming for you this week, so pay attention. Tomorrow we have our After Dark chat that is at about 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and so we'll see you guys tomorrow on the Dark Delight Show, morning coffee, as well as the Daily Dose. Have a good night. Much love, respect. God bless. Take care. See you guys later. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me Eye Patch McCain. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.